We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We, absolutely. We do. got the truth. We got the truth. Sing it, Travis. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property management. Place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. Truth, we got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truth. A small business sponsored by SIREN. Yes, we do have the big truths. Welcome to the show. This is Joe Watkins, Travis Castle, and our guest, Jeff Bass. And we've got the big truths of small business. Uh, and we've got, I don't know, we've got a, a cool guest here. Because Jeff. Jeff is a cool guy. Jeff, I wouldn't Jeff, go that far. Jeff is much cooler than you, in fact. Jeff's better looking than you. Well, that's not hard. It's not, that's a pretty low bar. But <laughs> what I'm noticing is most of your friends are more interesting than you. <laughs> it's kind of weird that they're friends with you. But they're still friends. They're still friends, I guess. So Jeff, uh, I've got some notes here because he, he's a small business guy. And that's why we have him here. And uh, he's helping us in our small business with his small business. And uh, he's, a, he's a sound and, and video guy. Yep. And he has a company. It's called Sound Around Audio Video. It's yep. been going since 1998. Yep. And uh, Jeff Bass is Grammy-nominated and Emmy Award-winning for media production. That's so that's right. who we have today right here in McDonough, Georgia. Yeah. Wow, that applause. is pretty. Is there applause? Oh, wait a minute. I'm off my game. Off no, my game. Applause. Where's my... Applause. Where's my there it is. There it is. I knew he could do it. You deserve it. You deserve every bit of that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we, thanks for coming, Jeff, sure. Glad to the to. show. Glad to. So the Big Trees of Small Business um, is is about what, Travis? I asked you this last week. I got a really bad answer. Oh, man. Golly. The Can I get something a little more depth, in depth this week? I mean, I'm thinking that it has something mm. to do with small business. And uh, <laughs> it's the same. Jeff, vibe. help me out here. Help me out here. You know, the, the, the reality and the truths thereof. Thank you, Jeff. It's the same bad answer. How about that? So, listen, we think there's some, some, some things we can bring today. I, I'm not sure we have an official title, but I think you had a title earlier. I, I did. What is it? I'm not going to give it now after uh, your response to my first question. Well, I'll tell you and, what. And I'm not the student for you to ask questions to throughout well, the show. Well, then be the host, then. We have Jeff here for that. Be the okay, host, right, then. Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your industry, about because I think in today's world, going forward in small business, audio and video is becoming more and more important. Yeah. I mean, by the by the week, by the month, COVID COVID nineteen has made it even more important. Yep. I think. So we'll talk some of that. We'll talk how COVID nineteen has impacted you, how you're shifting. We'll talk about some experiences that you've had that I think are be cool for the audience to talk about. Sure. And uh, we'll get it rolling. So why don't you just give a, a five-minute introduction about you, your background, your business, what do you do, sure. what, what gets you up in the morning? Back in 1854, my folks, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, Sound Around started uh, in 98 as a, as a way to help out local uh, band and choruses capture quality recordings for their different performances they were in um, to have long-term keepsakes. And uh, that blossomed uh, into video production, of course, but also having very large contracts with like the TED organizations and um, the Georgia Music Educators Association, Alabama Music Educators, all these different groups that promote really high, excellent levels of performance uh, amongst high school, middle school kids. And um, it's always been, for us, really great to watch these kids kind of go throughout the years and get better and better and better. And next thing you know, they're performing some of the hardest pieces in the world. Mm. But along with that, we also were able to venture into other, other avenues of production. Of course, before I joined sound around and then ultimately bought the company out many years ago, um, I was a touring guy and did the whole concert tour. A lot of people call us roadies and, um, you know, it's far more than being a roadie, but it's, you know, definitely being an engineer, um, and meeting a whole lot of different celebrities that, you know, have brought a lot of joy to the world. So we, you know, I've always been able to jump in there and, and do, do this. It, it just makes sense in my head. What gravitated you to the industry? Was it, was it 
you're a music lover. You're, uh, what, what, how, I mean, how did that happen? Yeah, it, you know, started out as a kid getting a guitar and then a set of drums, and then it uh, it escalated. When I was a kid, the church we were going to got a new sound system, and I was fascinated by all that stuff. And then we left that church, went to a big mega church that had multiple campuses, and I got plugged in doing that stuff. So the AV stuff's always been interesting for me. And then in high school, um, I was struggling, you know, just as a, a typical kid with a million other things I'd rather be doing. And um, the school system that I grew up in, they decided to put in a television studio. They had the idea to. They had no clue what to do. They wanted to be able to, you know, reach out to their entire community. And um, already helping with the sound for the chorus concerts and the this concerts and all these different events, you know, I was tapped right there by the principal. She said, hey, why don't you come over and and uh, let's put you in this class. And then that escalated very quickly to me becoming... Um, to op- for, for opening doors into um, a different world than I had ever thought. Mm-hmm. Like even as a high school senior, I got a job working for the Atlanta Olympic Committee and became the number two guy in the entire broadcast center for the whole world. I'm 19 years old and I'm running mm-hmm. the International Broadcast Center. Mm-hmm. This stuff makes sense in my head. Some people it's numbers. Some people it's English and literature and writing and other people it's other things. For me, this AB stuff just works. It's just my thing. That's pretty cool. So you mentioned something here that I think is kind of unique. We, we've we talked on this show with a lot of guys that are, in fact, I don't know, Joe, maybe everybody that's been on the show has started a, uh, the business kind of out of thin air. But you mentioned you you bought this business. So walk me through that. How, yeah. That the, uh, the guy that started the company, his kids were in the band in the course at the school, you know, that basically the chorus and band director said, hey, let's get that guy to do some recordings. Well, that started it. And um, we had known each other uh, just through it, and he knew that of my, I'm going to say, technical aptitude, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, so I helped him grow it, and then I ran it for him for years and years. And then he got to a point where he was ready to retire and sort of kind of age out of it. So I bought him out, and it's it's basically been my company the whole time. I, I handled all the direction of it. You know, he handled the business side of it. I handled all the creative and technical. I got you. And then, you know, what, four years ago, I, I bought him out and took over the business side of it as well. And that led us to where we are today. So four years ago is when you actually yeah did the buyout? Yeah, I actually, I worked for him, you know, worked with him part-time for a few the first few years, uh, which four or five years. And then for 14 or 15 years, something like that, I, I ran the entire shop myself. You know, the, all the studios, the on-location events, all that stuff. And then... You know, he was like, okay, I'm at a point where I, I, I want to be done. It's changing faster than I can keep interested. I'm going to make a point about this. I think this is important. If if you're somebody that has interest in, in owning or running your own business, a, a viable option here is to, to, to become the expert, become the master in the business you work for, where you become so invaluable that there, there's no getting rid of you. In fact, without you, it doesn't even work. It doesn't. It, yeah, it's right. And so you position yourself in such a way with leverage e, e, to, 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 to even if it's, it's hey, I want to be a, a partner in the business um, because you, you have worked hard enough and you've, you've, you've done the extra hours to learn the, the stuff that, that the next guy's not going to learn, even the owner's not going to learn. And, and you're, you, you become the expert so much so that you become so, so instrumental in the business that you have levers to maybe be part of the business. There, there, there's a caveat there, though, right? I mean, how, what has your experience been? Because you said he kind of ran the business side of it, and now you're tasked with everything, with, with both sides of you it. You know, the last four or five years uh, under his ownership, he had diminished his operational side, mm-hmm. and, and I had taken that over um, almost as like a remote mentoring kind of a thing. Um, he... He let me make all those decisions, good, bad, or ugly, you know, just so I could learn it. Because the business side was never my thing. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, even 100% still isn't. I I have to muddle through some of it and reach out to people I know that, you know, are excellent at it. Because, again, it's the business side of it isn't my forte. The making the customer You love the good. technical. The you making love, the customer you, you look good. You love the output. The, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> we but call I, that the technician. In, in, but I still, in have to, I still have to do the business side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have to be the one to drum up the new accounts and uh, and make sure everybody's happy and all the people-pleasing part of it, and, you know, and the paperwork. And I have a couple of great folks that work with me that handle all that stuff during the day. 
to where I don't have to do like every bit of QuickBooks entering and this and that and dealing with our website and stuff. But I certainly will walk in there and do it. You know, I just, I've, you know, assigned that to a couple of, like I said, I got one really great person in the office who's brilliant with it. You know what, what, so what you just described is such an opportunity. So, um, my oldest son's 20 and of course he's trying to figure out the world, the business world. And, you know, Joe's kids are coming of age too. And, you know, kids are, it's so difficult for them to get their arms around what they want to do and what like, you know, what life's going to look like here professionally that they just don't have the experience. But, you know, when you have an aptitude for something, the path that you follow is actually kind of pretty good advice. I always think about younger listeners. Yeah, that's actually really good. And we have a, many actually. Plug yourself mm-hmm. into a guy yeah. that's on down the line, Yep. right? That uh, maybe you fit a definite immediate need for him because of some aptitude or some interest level. And that becomes a proposition later on for when that guy's ready to, to check out. Yeah, why not establish some level of job security? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make yourself invaluable. All right the while, the all the while, you created an opportunity for for your your owner too. He yep. had an exit strategy. An exit strategy. That's strategy. right. Yep. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, you need to have an exit strategy even on every project you take in case it goes south because sometimes they do. You know, you've got to know how you can get out of it if things aren't working out because it's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's just that the the concept died out. Yeah. That happens all too often in, in AV and media uh, world, especially your world. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and as a business owner, you do like from that. St- from that vantage point, so from the older guy's vantage point, and we've talked about Act Two on the show, you you create a buyer by hiring the young guy and and, and investing and, and mentoring in a way. You got a ready-made buyer. I mean, uh, one of the professions I can think of that does a really good job at this are, are uh, dentists. You know, you bring in the young dentist, oh, yeah. you, you sort of sit with him for five, eight, ten years, get it going, and you got a you got an immediate buyer. My what? dentist did that. Did he? I mean, that's the way oh, they do just, it, man. You know. He's getting a. I don't know how long he's getting paid out. Of course, we don't know the details, but he's getting paid out. I'd love to know that for a nice long period. Of time. Law yeah. firms are big about that. They are They'll too. bring in younger yeah. lawyers that they can count on. They can, you know, bank on doing the job correctly every time. Um, marketing companies, smaller marketing companies, they'll bring in some young, fresh guy right out of college when you know older fellow that started right. it years ago, and they'll just keep that vicious cycle going. It's That's quite right. common. Yeah, yeah, and, and they know it's going to keep going because they sat with the guy for 10 years before they sold That's the right. business to him. It wasn't some some guy. Yeah, ours, like mine was like, you know, 20-something years in the making, 22. Yeah. Of course, all the, across all those years, yeah. What would you say is the biggest takeaway from that relationship for you? Wow. Um As close as you can become with someone, it's very difficult to work with the same person every day sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the days that you are out of the office or doing something different, don't take those for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, you soak up every one of those minutes when you're out doing your own project rather than being inside the, the studio or inside the office with everybody. Because sometimes just doing something different from your normal day to day is just as important as doing your normal day to day and, you know, being able to see the world under your own eyes, especially if you're thinking about becoming that business owner, seeing it your way rather than the way that the previous person sees it or that the current owner, whatever it, it's huge to be able to, to figure out how to, to, to employ your vision of, of where you think it needs to go. Well, and your vision's really born through what you may think, his vision is off by. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's exactly you get the, right. A yeah, huge no, benefit yeah. there. Yeah, like we didn't, we didn't want. He did not want to go down um, a specific path um, of certain types of live events because he didn't understand them. They scared him. For me, that's that's the easiest stuff to do. It's actually easier than doing what we did, you know, as as his company for so many years, because with his company there was a liability of capturing it only with my ways when the show's over with i'm done i hand it off hand the hand the footage to the customer or whatever and they do whatever they want to with it or we can do it all you know all the post-production stuff and that's just multiple ways of thinking about it so jeff give us a you know give us in in today's world where media has i mean you've been at 20 years plus it's changed quite a bit in those 20 years yeah, yeah. because it's it's not all big broadcasts anymore, TV sh- shows. Yeah, it's all live-streamed, instant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten real close to, to yeah. everyone. I mean, individuals are doing it, small businesses doing it. Um, so give some, give a, about, a, I don't know, five or five or so minute 
technical that everybody can understand around audio and video and the importance thereof and what 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 pe- do people need to be thinking about when they're trying to produce their own you know video small video podcast video cat you know doing 10 minute videos for youtube you know, what are some things some takeaways they could come away with with your experience you know having a video presence in a world of and this always sounds gross when you say it this way but it's instant gratification it is and mm. and live streams and Facebook Live and YouTube Live where you can go on with your phone and just show the world what it is you're wanting to show them right there. That's that's one way of doing it for sure. And the world has gone away in general from some of the detailed pre-planned production that has a tremendous more value like having the the, the graphics like you see on the screen here but having them appear live and... Um, you know, all that stuff happens in the television world, broadcast television world, and it's all scripted. But but live internet things and live YouTube lives and whatever, those are all not scripted. They're just as they happen. So if you're wanting to keep it in a more traditional format that still is cutting edge, it's all about pre-planning. So you can still make it look like it's instantaneous because reality television's been doing that for 15 mm-hmm. years. And there's nothing real about reality television in most cases. Oh, wait a minute. Most cases, <laughs> honey boo boo, that's all scripted. <laughs> that's all scripted. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. You can make it look as good. I mean, case in point, way off topic, but still case in point. Pro wrestling is an art form. It's, it's drama. It's not those guys really doing that to each other. They're actors. They're stuntmen. And they're doing routines that they practice all week long. But to the average viewer, they think that they're just beating the crap out of each other. You know, that's not what it is. It's all that. Some of it's even fake blood. I, I let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> but so, any, I'm sorry, Joe, Joe. Were you aware of this? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm listening. So the next time you, the next time you <laughs> snap into a slim gym, <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, you little Hulk maniacs. <laughs> I'm well, I think I think that's important. I think that's a good point. I think that that. You know, in, in a world where there's not a production staff, yeah. people are putting these videos and audios, podcasts out. They do have to figure out how they, you know, keep it real, mm-hmm. um, prevent them from not doing it. Comes too big of a deal, they don't do it. That's yep, the key. That's right. That's the key. It, without doing it, you're, you're dead in the water if you don't do it at all. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So doing it, some some form of it's better than no form of it. Yep. Um, but being able to move that needle. And, and, and so when you do look at the bigger, the bigger podcasts or the big, the big YouTube channels and stuff, they do get more, a little more sophisticated at their production. So it, it, it's more palatable when you watch it. I mean, it's, it's not jaggy shaking audio, you know, video it's, it's better camera. So it's clear right. audio synced up right to the, to the video. It's not just a, the video is recorded separately in a, in a, in a decent recorder. And so it's just, it's just easier to, to, to take in. It makes you want to watch the next show. And the space you're sitting in is more inviting. Yeah. That's a big thing too. Cause I if think you're this unco- is inviting. It's very inviting. Are you invited? No, I feel, I feel great. I feel like taking. Uh, I, I want to ask Jeff about this. So, you know, talking about this very subject, cause there's a lot of thoughts on part of it's what does your audience expect from you? I sure. think, and as a small business guy or a local business guy, I don't know that it's high production stuff all the time. You remember, uh, Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Back in the oh man, yeah. it killed it. You remember this? And it was so raw. And it was it, it, it's super intentional. Uh, you know, high budget movie, but super intentional to low, look low, like low, raw footage. It was, low, it was actually low budget. Was it low budget? It was very low budget. Well, I mean, it should have been, but it was also <laughs> right. timing. Yeah, that the world didn't have anything like that because they that came out right in the middle of things yeah. like Independence Day and overproduced, and over, oh, yeah, yeah. huge Michael Bay dollars, films, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And then you got some guy running through the woods with his black and white camera. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome, you though. know. The first time you saw it was so different; it, it caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I think you can. Uh, I think something's better than nothing in in terms of of this. In, in, the, in real small business, guy. real is important in this world. Yeah. It's hard we to look get at all to. when we look at all the media production on Facebook and whatnot. There's so it, the ones that, that touch you emotionally that's real are the ones you tend to want to listen to the whole video. Yes, not just the first thirty seconds. 
but you're also intrigued by when you see the quality of the picture or hear the quality of the sound first off. No question. You're, you're intrigued, but like if you, if you were to see, uh, I, I hate to do it, but I use churches as, a, as an example because they're the ones who are probably the most guilty of this. Some churches will spend big money on production and, and the not just lighting, but the quality of their cameras, the training that their volunteers get, they'll, you know, they'll have seminars, they'll send them to them and, and the drive that they get from being able to go do these things. That, that's a, that's a big part of it compared to the, the church with just as much money, but with no vision to see it that way. Right. It's not always about the money. It's, it's about the passion, you, no passion for it leads to something that's not attractive to the rest of the world nine times out of ten. Really, truly, probably 99 times out of 100. It is. I mean, I always say this, the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. If the the leader doesn't buy into this and it was somebody down here that suggested it or whatever, then it's just not going to be corporately bought into. That's right. But when the leadership says, this is, hey, this is important. This is what we're doing. We're going to do it right when we do it. I mean, you know, Stephen... Ustry is an example of that up in, in where he's at right now yeah. in his church. I mean, I, go look at his productions. Oh, I know. I, I've done I've done video events in that building. They're, they're good. Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're they're they're. I mean, they're professional. Who is this? This yeah. is my former pastor up. He's at a bigger. Oh, yeah. He's at a bigger church now. Uh, First United Methodist Church uh, in Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf and. Yeah. And the productions, I was just kind of taken back when I yeah. watched their production a couple weeks ago. And, I was like, wow. And as good as that is, there are still higher levels out sure, there that sure. other churches are doing. And it's not that Sugarloaf or anybody else doesn't have the desire. It's just that other people have more desire. Well, it's also budget conscious here. Do you have to be? Yeah, I mean, for sure. it's, it's all it's all dollar related here. I mean, bit small business is all about you know return on your dollar. Yeah. So you you know you spend, then you need to send it, see a return on that investment before you spend more. But the cool thing is, is in the AV world, the the language that I speak, there are far less expensive ways to achieve the same look than what a lot of people will right, do. Right, right, right. They will spend big dollars, and you go, why? Because for because I didn't get it. Well, like like for example, let's let's just kind of narrow this down. One particular brand of camera, the camera itself, just the camera, no lens, no marks, ten grand. But yet, a something that looks ju- can look just as good with the in the right person's hands, five grand. Right. Why spend twice the money? And a lot of churches do that because they don't have anybody better in their in their place to know, or they get hooked up with some type of third party integrator who realizes they can make a a, a good bunch of bucks. Well, I say, oh, by the way, this is this is this is sort of the, uh, uh, what we're all capable of in small businesses. We get sold something. Yeah. Just go I mean, try to we buy gotta, it. I mean, yeah. there's there's you know, a thousand website companies that are ready to sell me a website right now. And it's very difficult to distinguish. That's right. Between those, because I'm not a website guy. Yeah. You need, you need to have yourself an end user's advocate. You know, you're, you know, you get, you buy the the software or whatever, and it comes with the little thing says end user license agreement. What, how about an advocate? Somebody tell me how to read that. What am I supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. with it? I've probably taken this to the extreme over the years, but uh, I think it's paid dividends is I've, I've become probably a little too close uh, it, 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 not, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but, but learning deeply in so many areas. So I can't hold a, a valid conversation with a website sure, guy. Sure. And, and, and although I don't want to do it now, I, I've got the language and I understand to the point where I can make a, a quality decision on the hire. Yeah. And I think, I think what I say a lot of times in small business is I don't want to know it. I don't know it. I don't care to know it. Let me just, let me just find somebody that sounds good, write a check. And so often disappointment comes after that. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't know enough about it to even know who they're hiring. Well, due diligence on that only comes with education. If you educate yourself, if, if, you, if you take the time to become passionate about any part of it, it will automatically flow to the next part, especially yeah. in my world, especially in AV. It's always that way. You start reading about microphones. Well, next thing, now you're reading about the machines that record them. Right. Then you're recording about, you're reading about the things that change the sound quality, um, you know, to make it sweeter or better or worse or distorted because that's the sound. I mean, what, I mean, what is the point of failure? You could have the, a $10,000 microphone. Oh yeah. Have a cheap recorder over here or, or if you're doing live production, a cheap yeah. speaker or amp. Yeah. And, and you get nothing out of that. Uh, out of that mic. Like that's us. For example, mm. we used these one particular brand of recorders for a decade or more than that, actually. And the company all of a sudden went defunct. Oh yeah. They just, they disappeared. 
And um, it became very difficult to get them serviced. So I had to go to something completely different. Well, the piece that I went to, which was highly affordable, highly reliable, was often scoffed at, <clears throat> excuse me, scoffed at in the industry because the brand name on it said something that people don't like. Mm. And I'm like, it works. I've never had a failure. 13 years, never, never had a failure. Let's keep going. So Jeff, Jeff is a pretty good example of, like for me, with zero techno, technical knowledge, which is strange with my voice. You don't, you don't have any way. technical knowledge? So, so, so here's the deal. When you have a voice like mine, you don't require any of this uh, editing stuff that I've, I've heard about today. But I did a what, lot of, what, what's, I've got a lot of... What, what's important... <laughs> sorry, Jeff. Wait, what, resident expert. Hang on, I'm going to... No, what's important when you're faced with a decision cause that matters is bring in the guy that... Bring in the consultant. I'll do that again. <laughs> You do that again. We switch seats, right? <laughs> so he comes here. I just want to let you know. I, I just want to let you know who's making you sound good. Well, That's you, all. You hear the rotation. He comes here. I go there. I mean, are you calling for a song right now? Uh, no. Is that, is that is that what I just? Not is at that all. What just I just want to let right you know who is in control. Is that the big hook on the side <laughs> of the stage? So possibly the point of the of, of the entire discussion, because I know it's been riveting so far in terms of technical stuff, is bring in the guy that knows. I mean, if you're not a website guy, if you're not a website, if you don't want to get into the technical stuff and go, you go, I mean, no too, way, too you, deep, you too go deep. way too deep. Way too stuff, deep. Okay? I get it. So it, it, skip that part. Get real good at vetting the GIFs of the world when you're about to spend money if you're a church on an audio system or you're a band or whoever you are. Yeah. That's it. Do you do that, by the way? Is, is, it, is consulting oh, like we, part of your uh, yes. gig? Yes. Matter of fact, I, I did a consultancy thing yesterday. That's not even a word, consultancy. I, I did a consultation yesterday <laughs> on something. And um, it, along exactly what you're talking about, um, I have one customer who does not speak tech in any way. She says, I need it to be on a big screen so that the 3,000 people in the theater can see it. And I said, Okay. Here are a few non-technical but functional questions I have to ask. One, does it have to be this? Two, is there lighting in front of it? Because that changes how big the screen is and the colors of the screen, blah, 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 blah. Three, so on, so on, so forth. I didn't have to have a single technical. I had an entirely creative conversation with her. And that's what some people have to deal with is only the creative. They don't mm -hmm. think technical. Musicians are 99% of the time that way. They try to understand how the mixing board works. But the only thing they do is get in there and mess it up for people like me and piss me off. Well, what we get to do right now, yep. we've never had it. We've got a producer that says, it's time we get to take a break. It's break time. Thank break you, Bill. It. All right, folks. Apparently, I'm bringing us back into this video. We're back. <laughs> Just kidding. We won't use that. Big truths. Had a break. Travis needed to take a leak. We're back. And that's the way it is, folks. And that's the big truth. <laughs> Welcome to the truth. I'm not going to say big truth. I'll say truth. <laughs> Itty bitty tiny truth. All right, move on. Uh, <laughs> where where are we? And <laughs> this stream just got defunded. Uh, so, 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 so the second half here is going to be about a truth that was revealed in the pre-show. Right? No. Oh. So, Jeff, you're a member of an exclusive club here. Yes. It is the, uh, what would you call it, Jeff? How, how would you deem that? Underaged myocardial infarction <laughs> club. club. Those of you who don't know, the heart attack club, right? The heart the, attack the survivors. club. Survivors. You're a survivor. The, yeah, we're survivors club. That's better. Yeah, Let's yeah. go with that. It's more positive. Cool. Cool. So, I, I want to hear, so the, what you told us, you were 41 years old. You actually... Pop the artery in, in, in an airplane. Yeah, 35,000 feet right after we left Atlanta. Right after you left Atlanta. We had, we had 30 minutes into a little over four-hour flight heading to San Diego, and I was flying out for a convention that I work every year, and every year it's in a different place. And, uh, had, so you're going there and not coming back. Yeah, I was you're, on my way there. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're part of what's needed to make it work. And I still made the show work. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I just felt this weird heartburning tension thing and i went mm -hmm. back and asked flight attendant if they had some antacids and he the guy gave me one and i just sort of kind of never went back to my seat i stayed in the back of the plane sat down laid down on the floor mm -hmm. just different things and there was a navy combat medic and a nurse on the flight and uh they were like blown away so they said about this uh you know gas pain gas pressure and you know uh indigestion thing i was going on i think secretly they knew the whole time what it was they just weren't gonna tell me so i didn't get all weirded out but right. 
landed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, you weren't sitting there on the, the plane thinking, oh, God, I just had a heart attack. Oh, no, not at all. I was like, God, this is the worst heartburn ever. So you, you, you've had heartburn, but never that bad. Yeah, and, and everybody says it's like this really bad tension and pain and pressure and da-da-da-da. That's what I felt. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like nothing. But I have a super high pain tolerance anyway, and it's kind of weird for me for those kinds of things. But um, so we landed in San Diego. They pulled me off the plane, uh, did some tests right there in the uh, in the lobby of the aircraft, right at the gatehouse. And uh, I, I, they said, Mr. Bass, you're having a heart attack. And I looked around and I said, I am being punked. Where is Ashton? You know, I didn't believe him. So they did the test where? Right there in the in the gatehouse. They had this little, uh, they took some blood, they dipped a little, kind of like a litmus paper test. It came out and it was black and it was like, wow. hey, you're positive for cardiac enzymes. Let's go on across town. This is just off that. getting off the airplane. I mean, like I was the first one off, like specialty treatment, ambulance, yeah. everybody. So they right, took me across town to the wonderful San Diego medical facility there the, at the university. And uh, as I'm going in, they're like, okay, possible side effects are this, that, this, death, this, that, that, <laughs> death, this. I'm like, by the way, death is the Stop most likely. saying death. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of death in that. De- death is by far the most likely. So, so they went in through my arm, through an artery. Uh-oh, something just happened up there. You've got to put in a password. Oh, look at that. Well, that's just unacceptable, email. Bill. Bill. Wow, Bill. Producer Can you Bill. hit cancel? On Bill, wake there? up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they went in through my arm, uh, did a, did the whole um, angioplasty. And through all, your arm? Through okay. my arm, yep. right, which is great. The weird part for me was they painted my crotch orange. What? Interesting. I, I don't know if it was disco night in San Diego that night, and I didn't get the message. Yeah. But, no, that's just in case they have to do the groin entry process. Mm. But, uh, yeah, they went in through my arm, did a whole roto-rooter job, came out and said, see you next time. Mm. So it was great. But I, get, I tell you this, if you're ever feeling ill and you're in a flight and you're going to San Diego, go ahead and go to that hospital. Because it doesn't matter what your problem is. That place is staffed with the hottest people you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> San Diego, it's, man. It's like Baywatch Southern as a California. staff. It's unbelievable. So the so the TV shows are true? Oh, my gosh. It's un- I mean, even the lady who changes your bed sheets was freaking fine, you know? <laughs> So yeah. you suggest getting sick? I suggest in soiling the bed just so she comes in. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. in, a, in, a real, in a real question here is... So, I want to know because what the audience doesn't know this, but Travis, at at what age? I beat him. I beat him by uh, nine years or thirty-two. Man, yeah. I got I got the helicopter flight. I got oh, so, so yeah. thirty-two. You had a heart attack. I had I had a heart attack at thirty-two. Yep. And and since I've known you, that's um that's been influential every in, day in, in our conversations. You never, I mean, it's always there. And so, so both of y'all can speak to this post something like that it sort of brings mortality a little bit in in Absolutely. your in your world yeah you start thinking family kids your business maybe you look at it a little bit differently you look at we've talked about quite a bit of, over the last six months yeah. i mean what really matters what are we doing all this for that's right so i'm curious jeff and in, in, in that experience which is how long ago uh three years ago, three years all, ago. just shy of three years yeah what's been what's been some some shifts in your mindset in your in your life mentally what 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 have you experienced post that well I, as far as business goes i definitely delegate mm. far more than i used to which is definitely a contributing factor because you you bear that weight on your shoulders of everything that you do going right and so now i spread that load i i don't do all of it anymore i still supervise it and i still am there as much as i can be but i mean even even that event that i was headed to for that conference that thing is supposed to end on Thursday night or Friday morning or whatever, and then I was going to catch a flight home and then come home and do another event here in Atlanta. Mm. And I ended up doing the one out there just in a far less capacity, but still oversaw the whole thing and then got back. And normally in my world, we have I have a TV truck, and we go out and we do events and things. And that particular day happened to be a marching band competition, a very large one, invitational thing, big money day for for a business like mine. And, um, for the first time in the time that we've been doing this, I actually had to have somebody else deliver that truck and trailer to the venue. Whereas I normally do it because I enjoy pulling it. I enjoy knowing that it gets there. It's peace of mind. Everybody says there's a lot of money in that thing. Oh yeah. And and then some, but knowing that I got it there and I know how safe I drive it, 
but I had to rely on somebody else to not only take it there, <laughs> it's hard. and then my guys to set it all up without my supervision. Uh, and, and it's crazy because I built the thing. Like yeah. it's it's it, it's, it's my, your baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's your business baby. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then on top of that, to have somebody go back and pick it back up late at night because it has to be out of the venue by a certain time. Otherwise, it's you're, lucky you're not able week. to check to see if it's all there, yeah. if things are right. you know in good shape. Well, what I did was was I <clears throat> I had I had somebody deliver the truck and tra- the trailer at like nine o'clock that morning, and then we normally the first event is usually about two. So the guys had a few hours to get set up, whereas normally I would be contributing to that. So I had scheduled somebody else, a little bit more out of my pocket for peace of mind. Fine. And then I came in at like 1.30 and sat in the chair and just called the cues. You know, the television director, ready camera one, take camera one, ready three, and dissolve three. You know, those things you hear when you are you see a behind-the-scenes video, that's, that's real stuff. That's not just made up. So I came in and sat and did, you know, the 18 or 19 performances and I didn't leave the chair. It was peaceful. It was cathartic to a degree. You had never done that before. I, not, not without doing the setup and everything. Right. And I had to trust all these people around me who have been working with and for me for years. They, they knew what they were doing. They, they always do. And I, and I never appreciated it as much until then. But I also, I, I, I didn't appreciate other people in my life, like my wife. I mean, I did appreciate it, but not until, you know, as much until that point. When she jumped on a flight and came out there, out mm-hmm. to San Diego to, you know, to figure out what was going on. And, uh, and, and of course, nursed me back to health. And my favorite part was rented me one of those jazzy chair scooter things, you know, the three wheel, just to get around this giant conference place that not exhaust myself. But after the heart attack, after they put the stand in and stuff, I actually had more energy than I'd had in months and months and months because that that blockage that I had mm-hmm. making me de- you know, decline, I was going to bed at like 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. When I, I remember going to bed at like 6.30 one night. That, that was my experience. I, really? Real soon after, I, I, started t- I started telling people, I'm sleeping in a way that I have not slept. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm mm. getting oxygen to my That's right. My body. That's exactly yeah. right. There was a there was movie, um, Star Trek. You know, everybody knows Star Trek. Well, there was the fourth movie where they're walking through the hospital and um, Bones, the doctor, gives this lady this. It, it, they'd gone back in time, and she and, and she's all their ailing and whatever. She's very old, and he, and he says, "What's your ailment, woman?" And she says, uh, "Doctor, put me on diastolic da da dialysis da 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 da." He goes, "God, what what terrible medicine we live in in this age." Mm. Hands her a pill. About twenty minutes later in the movie, they cut back to this woman, and she's riding through the through the hospital, going, <laughs> "Doctor gave me a pill, and I grew a new kidney." <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that. You have this immediate energy. Uh, that like, I want to go for a run, and I hate running, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm only running if I'm how, out of ammo. How much of that would y'all both say was physical versus this this mental, emotional side? Oh, for me, it was all physical. I think it was physical. It was all physical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. feel it. Like, oh. I, I'm like... You, you, you didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. No, not at all. But I, I asked, I said, can I get up and go, or do I have to stay in this in this bed? And the first 24 hours, you have to stay in the bed because there's blood flow and things, and they just want to... Watch you. I mean, the big old sign on the wall says, full precaution. I'm not falling. I'm jumping. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely eye-opening, definitely humbling, you know, in its entirety, you know, to be able to put other people on the on the, the job that so I don't have to do as much. Has, and it's still, even today, three years later, it's still sometimes difficult because for so many years I've been the only one to That's do right. it or the one to do it the way I want it done. But I have a great staff. I have a great guys, contractors when I need them. Like I, said, I mentioned earlier, the guy that works for me all the time is, I, I don't have to think about it when he's there. Right. Because he, he, he learned from me over the years like I learned from the other guy years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's been right there with me. You know? And look, part of, the, part of our, our podcast, part of the big truths is, is, is we, we want others listening to identify and maybe find some things in our stories and in our own struggles that they can relate to okay. and that they can identify with. And I think it's whenever I watch movies, whenever I go to funerals, whenever I go to anything that, that, that goes, it sort of gives me a little more mortality check. I don't know. It just, it just, it's like, you know, people say when they're on the brink of death and they don't die, that their whole life passes them by passes through their mind and they, and they, and they're recanting everything they saw and, and felt and all in an instant. And, and, and I think that's, if we could do that regularly, not morbidly, I'm saying have that check period, have that check to say, 
man, this is the stuff that matters, guys. I mean, what really matters here? Like, what are we doing? What is it all for? I think I think we all become a little bit little bit happier in 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 our small business and what we're what we're doing here, um, because we, we we oftentimes we get so derailed by, you know, I need to make more money. My new question is why? Why do you need to make more money? Let's specifically, you need to make more money for what? Do you is there something you need to spend it on? Like right. what, you know what I mean? I mean really like we 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 put these arbitrary things out in front of us and we chase chase chase. And so I'm going, why? Why? Let's talk about, okay, I pr- let's, what's behind that? And then you start to find out that some of the stuff that's behind this is actually not very healthy. But somehow in a, in a mortality check situation, things get ultra clear. And so I, I just think it's interesting to, to think about that. And, and, and that's why we want to bring it up today. Sure. Was, was, I've deemed it the, uh, I, and Joe's heard me say this a bunch of times, we're talking about doing something or, or spending money or hiring somebody. And I said, well, I think this might be a category, and this can be abused, but this might be a category for what I call the next Tuesday principle. We may not be here next Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> so, That's so right. Let's at least acknowledge that. Let's don't dwell on it. Let's don't, you know, statistically, we probably will be here next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but let's at least recognize that there's a version of next Tuesday that we won't be that here. doesn't exist. You know? yeah. yeah. So, you know, do it now. You good, got something? Good time to bring uh, pull in it out. deep thoughts. <laughs> As a man thinketh. We're going to try to do this for the most part here. here this is go. James Allen. We'll bring some other books into, just, into the play. You literally just picked any page. I just right opened now, the page. Yes, any page. And I'm just going to read what it says. Give and, me a paragraph. Because we're talking about things that matter. So Jeff, let's just Jeff, clo- close your eyes. We got to close our eyes. Let's just see what it says. Uh, as a progressive and evolving being, man is where he is that he may learn that he may grow. And as he learns the spiritual lesson which any circumstance contains for him, it passes away and gives place to other circumstances. Could you give me that in the non-King James <laughs> That might be a little deeper than we can go. Let's Maybe. go. Let's let's go further. Let's go see, further. Let's keep see, going. See what it says. Keep, keep keep going. Man is buffeted by circumstances so long as he believes himself to be the creature of outside conditions. Mm. Oh, we get a little closer mm. there. But when he realizes that he is cr- a creative power, and that he may command the hidden soil and seeds of his being out of which circumstances grow, he then becomes the rightful master of himself. Ooh. Well, I kind of like that. Okay, I got that one. You got that one? I, except it's not me. <laughs> it, it oddly enough, is in my 10-year-old. Oh. Um, because bringing back to the conversation of the mortality thing and having kids, we mentioned this earlier from talking, my, I, we started late having kids. You know, you guys had them far younger. We had them as we were older. You were like having a heart attack having kids. Yeah, like I have, I, that'll do like it. I have a, a two-and-a-half-year-old at the time of this heart attack. Right. He's, you know, five-and-a-half now. Anyway. Um, but my 10-year-old, you know, is one of those guys that sees the world with blinders in a very black in color or white in color, and there's no gray space. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand how to unlock that creativity. And so in a project that we did for school last year where I kind of plugged in some of my technical expertise, it went from the blinders being very much focused to at least this much. And this much was a huge step for him. Yeah. And again, that's the, you know that same thing. He, he was able to unlock that creativity himself just by listening to some other other thought processes. Sure. Well, you're, you're in the middle of this, right? Because you, you explained to us part of what you do, um, live events that you're doing. I mean, we're, we're living in a world right now that doesn't have, that live, doesn't events. have live events. Yeah. Right? So ha- has that affected your business? And more importantly... You know, you can sit when you, when you cry about that. What, what are you doing about that? Some of it is doing nothing because some of it is waiting to see. Other parts of it is trying to figure out and adapt and adapt quickly so that you don't run out of whatever revenue you've you've built up, hopefully. Or, you know, just sometimes, like you said, trying to make more money. How about just trying to make enough money? You know, that's just as important. Um, for us, we have started to push the envelope a little bit on some of the things that people are seeing popular that normally wouldn't, they wouldn't associate us doing like um, you're watching YouTube and you see this nice 
choir performance where all the people are singing on their phones or they're playing their band instrument on their phones. We've started doing those things. And they're, are they big money? Absolutely not. No, they're not big money, unfortunately. <clears throat> but they're enough to sustain. They're enough right. to pay bills. Um, there are some events here and there that happen. Um, people still have to do things to feel normal. And so for us, it's trying to find those same events, those same things that help them feel normal. Um, live streaming in churches has become a big thing out of nowhere compared to what it was. <laughs> Overnight. Overnight. And so I've been able to help out with a lot of different churches and getting them off the ground, teaching them classes, or even doing their events. Um, a lot of churches are finding that it's easier to record during the week, edit it all together, and then broadcast it on Sunday morning. Exactly. That's that's been helpful, you know. Been been a nice revenue stream there. Nothing major, just enough to keep the bills paid, and I'm okay with that. We had originally, for our business, established uh, March and most of April with nothing on it anyway. A to get caught up on a few other very large projects that didn't get behind, but got put to the side just a little bit because some other ones came in in front of it schedule wise. And uh, being able to get a jump on those this year compared to what we've always never been able to do was huge. But also because we were physically moving house residences, you know, during that. And and my company and the two studios that we operate are basically, they're based in our house as well. So building two brand new studios and, um, and moving all during that at the same time was almost kind of nice. Not, having, say, yeah, yeah. not having that, Good that schedule. That. Right. It, it was <clears throat> purely a fluke. You know, mm-hmm. well, could have been a higher intervention, but for a, you know, general world, it's a really good fluke. So, hmm. cool. Flex, well, flexibility in in the middle of this stuff is, yeah. I mean, it, I, I, as we've gone, well, we're about are we six months into COVID right now? Five and a half. I think that uh, COVID is revealing to a business's staying power. Yeah. I think it's revealing to a businesses or individuals financial planning. We we should have six months set aside. I mean, you know, who we have a we have a guy that says that. Who who is it? Who is that guy? Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Dave Ramsey says, put six months aside. Uh-huh. You should do that personally, you should do that for your business. I was gonna say Joe Watkins actually. Well, I didn't yeah. want to attribute Yeah, that I was just trying to get it. It would have been quoting. It would have been quoting. So um, it's revealing, I think, in, in any trauma, in any tragedy, in any, any circumstance that, that puts us a little off guard, uh, we don't have it planned for, it reveals some things about ourselves and about our business. And I think we should listen. I think we should look at it, adjust. Uh, it sounds like you're adjusting. Yeah, we're at least a trying to adjust. Yeah, in, in fact, uh, we are in, in engaging Jeff uh, on a potential venture here as we've got uh, so many listeners come into to our podcast. We've got the big truths of small business, and we have the rental property hangover. Is brand that, new, started it, last week. It, it, it's actually interrupting the flow of the internet. It the is. It's, 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 it's clogging it down. Bandwidth so, problem, bandwidth so issues. Because Henry of all, County bandwidth problem. Because of all the bandwidth, yeah. we've decided that that we've uh, we've got to expand our footprint and our and our ability to to broadcast. So, what's the obvious thing to do? In that well, situation, the obvious thing is you go buy a thirty-eight, a 38 foot. foot trailer and turn it into <clears throat> this, but portable. That's right. That's right. So that's what the Big True Studios is doing. Uh, we're coming to a town near you, baby. <laughs> we're oh, coming yeah. to a town near you <laughs> every seventeenth Friday. <laughs> and and Jeff's going to help us with that. And and uh, you know, and I think I, I, I've encouraged him. Hey, look, you've been working probably with a little bit more bigger business. But there's a lot of small business out there that needs this expertise. We love small business. That's the nice thing about it. I love big ones and I love little ones. And and and, and anything in between, as long as you are ready to adapt and are ready to be creative yourself, show me your creativity, I can show you mine, and then everybody wins. Everybody has a better product for that. I've got some creativity I want you to show. Okay. And that's uh and how, that's, to, how to get out of this commercial break. Well, here it is. We're going to end with this right here. You've got, give me at least two of your favorite uh, caricatures, voiceover. What do you call them? Impressions. Impressions. Oh. Let's do, uh, uh, give me a political one to start. 
on a political one. Like George W. Good morning. My favorite thing is he'd walk in the room and he'd say, he'd say, good morning, Bill, Bobby, Teddy, uh, lady I don't know, good morning. And then the other things he would say is, is we done? It stopped. Oh, we're still recording on audio, though. Hey, we're still going on audio. We're, we are on the broadcast. We have lost our YouTube lost video. Feed. <laughs> Subscribe to see the rest of the feed. But we are still on the podcast, available everywhere. Under but, the big trues, but on the video side, it's got business. that 1950s technical difficulties gray thing on That's it. what we're going to have to do. That's right. What, what, so the iPhone is better, is what we just proved today. Sure well, enough. or um, a power cord on your camera. That's yeah, always that, a good that, thing. That would help. Well, it only does 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, so. Is okay, there a second let's impression? Let's, no, let's get, we're not finished with, with George, oh, George W. Well, this, w. The, the other one's video-based, though, because he'd, he'd come in and go, he'd go, the right hand don't know what the left hand's thinking. <laughs> but the crazy thing is when you look at it from the other side, it looks right. But you know he didn't think about doing that. <laughs> You know, the right hand don't know what the left hand's thinking. What the hell? That's the left oh, hand. That's that, you know. Um, so George W. Uh, and he always he always had this look like somebody had told him a bad joke right before he went on stage. <laughs> hey, good morning, everybody, and all of those of you from Nantucket. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, there's always that thing. Um, oh, but that's great. really about. I like old George W. George W. Miss him. Miss him. I, I do yeah. miss him. A lot, lot of good things, but you know, some weird things too. But anyway. <laughs> Um, let's see who else. Uh, Is there an actor? Um, well, you know, I, I I I can't do my Morgan Freeman because oh, I, you used no, to do a good oh, job oh, of that. Well, my wife said, see, it's, I, I'm, I've lost that one oh, because I haven't done it much. And I, but uh, uh, um, wow, I can't think of anybody good. Um, oh, it. oh, I got one. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm Harry Carey. Welcome to another baseball game here at Wrigleyville. Hey! But could you imagine if Harry Carey did like the very first baseball game ever? Hey everybody, welcome to the first baseball game, the Calvary Cubs versus the Bethlehem Braves. <laughs> Listen carefully, you can hear the vendors call it out. Manna, get your manna straight from heaven. Water. Wash. Wine. Wine. <laughs> oh, there's a side. Three more of those and we'll have a servant on the mount. <laughs> okay, that was well, with that, we will I take them out. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. I'm not sure it's always true. It's small business. Minor lies. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property management. Replace good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. Truths. We got the truths. We got the truths. Who's singing that? That sounds good. We got the big truths. Small business sponsored by SI Rent. Hey, listen, you can get us. We thought you could get us at YouTube. You'll get about two thirds of it on YouTube this week. <laughs> but you can get us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, all the rest of them. Yes, I rent.com. Come get us.